1: We are the Agony
2: Uncles. I'm Uncle Dave. Uh, And I'm Uncle Cy. And yes, we're back to solve another truckload of troubles. And so, to bring us your bothers... It's Mr Jeeves, as always.
3: Hello, hello. Nice to see everyone. And uh, yes, it's uh, another juicy uh, juicy postbag this week. Actually, a, a lot of um, a lot of the messages that we're getting are still about the Go Local series. And so we've actually got a couple of uh, problems you're going to be dealing with today that deal directly with questions about Go Local. But it's certainly been a big hit. Oh, well, good. good, good. Well, we enjoyed making it very much.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was good. Good watching she actually. The food, especially. I mean, I'm not blowing our own trumpet, Kingy, but the food that <laughs> you, we cook. can, cooked, it's okay. I mean, I've had a rough year, but I don't remember cooking it, but I thought I'd eat that.
0: It was blooming <laughs> yeah,
2: good. It was. Do you, we, We've always done that, though, don't we? The, what kind of cook? Can you remember cooking that? No. like, oh. No.
1: I don't even remember eating it, but that sea bass we cooked for Julie in Glasgow, that made me mouth water. And those panna cotta with, Ooh, the, the, with, with the mead uh, and...
2: Miso me, me caramel.
1: Yeah!
3: Oh. Oh. Oh, that does sound good. good. We still get loads of questions about your bikes as well, but uh, I think we've explained all about the bikes. Electric bikes, Italian. Right, thank you. Move on.
1: Oh, alright, that's <laughs> it. That hasn't helped the bikers, has it, in the world? No. Them, well, No, you are a biker, know, Jamesy. <laughs> no, 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 no. And... The good bitch, she's back. The Prada of problems, the Tiffany of our troubles. It's tash.
0: Morning. Do you know what I just thought you said? I just thought you said, oh, the good <laughs> bitch, she's back. You actually said the good bit, didn't you? The good bit. She's back. Tash,
1: it's me. Would I <laughs> yeah. say that?
0: No. Actually, no. That's very true. You would not. No, you're very charming and lovely to me. Um, morning. I'm here. Cold, chilly. Gong hei fa chai for Happy New Year for Chinese New uh, fa Yeah. Year. Are you, are you yeah. cold
3: because your boiler's broken yeah. again or what?
0: No, no. It's just really chilly, and us southerners don't do cold very well. Oh,
3: fair enough then. <laughs> oh, do you remember Kingy? We we actually
1: reported live from. Uh, Beijing, the Chinese New Year a few years ago. That was epic, wasn't
2: it? That was cool. good fun. That was good fun. I have never seen pallets of fireworks set off in the street oh, before. I, literally, as, literally yeah, pallets. As you, as you said, it was
1: <laughs> ordnance, it wasn't fireworks. <laughs> well, I, I did my little, I did my little good, um, Chinese New Year supper last night. It was a bit of a bit of a cultural mishmash, but I made Dover sole Tempura because I had a Dover sole in the bottom of the freezer that was ch- teasing me. Oh, it was good, extravagant but good. But I kept that plain and then just a nice chow mein. Oh, oh, very nice. nice. So you could have the chow mein you've loads of veggies, loads of good stuff. And then Ooh. you see, you could take the Dover Soul Tempura, dip it in a bit of soy and lime. Come on, on, man. It oh, right. great. Yeah, it cost them a bit mean. Like the one Dover Soul fed two of us amply. Do you know what I mean? Because by the time it was done in like yeah. Goujonny and um, it went a long way. Did you wrap it in the seaweed dude or not? No, I didn't this time, no, because I thought the Dover store such a precious fish. I kept it really simple, just filleted it, um, salted it a little bit, and then tempura batter and fried it till it's just golden. So, so I kept it, a bit of lemon juice actually, um, so I kept Ooh. it really pure. God. That's
0: amazing. Um, we, we yeah, those... went to, um, I've got a, a, a wonderful restaurant from living in Asia, and they opened it in London uh, just last year before. Called Din Tai Fung. I don't know if you guys have ever been. No. It's an no. Amazing um, dim sum restaurant. It's Taiwanese actually, rather than everyone thinks it's Chinese. It's Taiwanese. And um, they got I think I, I think I'm correct in saying when it opened in uh, in Taiwan, they got. It's like it's almost like fast food dim sum, but it got a Michelin star, I believe, or it got some, a, a huge wow. accolade. And then it so um and then they opened it in london it was something we loved when we were in asia so we went yesterday as a treat and the food is and you watch them making all the dumplings oh. you know and they, oh it's like inc- absolutely incredible i highly recommend it it's in covent garden
1: oh i'm getting hungry
3: i can help you with the getting hungry thing because uh, i don't normally contribute to the food thing because as everyone uh, who who's on this uh, team knows me and food are uh, alien substance but i i was in singapore a couple of weeks ago and it sounds very grand, but it wasn't. But it was. I went through Chinatown. They were getting ready for Chinese New Year, and somebody suggested that I have something called durian.
0: Oh yes, Oh, which yes. I did. oh
3: nice. And uh, it was uh, it was an odd taste, but the smell was unbelievably unpleasant.
1: I believe I mean. Thai Airways have banned people for taking durian. You're not allowed flights. to take it on the
3: taxis. tube uh, in Singapore either. There's signs up yeah. saying no durian. So yeah, yeah. Oof. Oof.
0: Yeah, and it's it's. We have a family joke actually that every year about our birthday presents of what what we bought each other, and they go, "Sorry, the durian hasn't arrived yet." It's that thing we just we always joke about the durian. Cause it was the threat. Oh, there
3: we go. How <laughs> as we say, it's Happy Chinese New Year.
2: Well, Dave, let's get solvin'. Wiggle your jingle finger,
3: dude. Bing bong bong bong. Bing. Hello, hairy bikers. Here is my request. I have got a problem that I must get off my chest Won't you listen to my story like a hairy jackanory Cause I heard your advice is the best In this week's melee of misfortune and misadventure Uncle Dave, Uncle Cy and Posh You'll be a team of talking tranquility As you solve these issues and woes We have a fear of loaves and fishes We have a better bit of batter We have my husband is a child and we have my other halves, other life. But we're going to start with a fear of loaves and fishes, and this comes from Haley, who says, Dear, Uncle Cy, si, Uncle Dave, Poshtash and the Duke. Oh I like that. I've just finished watching your new Go Local series and I thoroughly enjoyed it. You make cooking look easy, and I wanted to make all of it. I enjoy cooking and my skill is developing, but there are two areas I'm not confident in cooking as I tend to avoid. I don't make a lot of fish dishes, other than the occasional prawn or salmon dish, because I worry that well, I'll just get it wrong. There's something about cooking fish that worries me more than other foods. The other area that I've not broken is making my own bread you made several different loaves on your series and you made it look effortless any tips on where to start with cooking in these areas bit of fish bit of bread over to you
2: go on you you do fish i'll do bread all right man um so fish is uh the, the wonderful thing about fish is its simplicity in cooking it um so there'll be lots and lots of there's loads and loads of references dave and i do quite a lot of fish dishes because it's it's one of those things that we have in abundance in the uk and cooking it is really really simple you just have to you just have to be gentle and be kind because it's a beautiful piece if you have a beautiful piece of salmon or a beautiful piece of as, as dave was just talking about Dover sole or you know something it's so so simple, and there's so many great books and great recipes. Just follow the recipe until you get a little bit more confident, and then you just start to instinctively know where you know. By as Dave and I do, we look. We can we can look at the fish and kind of go, okay, it's ready, and then you just take it out and and, and just serve it immediately.
0: Can I ask? Are you talking about when you say it's simple? Take it out, just fry it. Just
2: as literally put it in a frying pan, or is it not necessarily fried? No, not necessarily fried. There's lots of different ways you can do it. I mean, one of one of our favourite ways of doing it is in a is in a wood fired oven. Ah, uh, you can do it in your own oven at home. Um, not necessarily fried. It's some of it's beautifully steamed. Some of it, you know, there's lots and lots of different ways. Every every way you can cook a vegetable, you can cook fish.
1: So I think the secret is, you've got to have fresh fish. That's the that, That's the bone of it. And I say, with it, haddock, in lemon sole, or the cheaper fish. As long as it's fresh, it's going to be tasty. Mm-hmm. And that was it. My mum wasn't the greatest cook, but what she always used to do with Hake, and it was her favourite, was, and it works really well with haddock. Do you remember, King, when I lived up in Portessie in the north of Scotland? I do. i buy those boxes of haddock off the yeah. boat. And it was cheap. Um, <clears throat> it's not, not so cheap now, but it was cheap then. And I, I used to, I was living on my own, so I called it my fast food. i put it in two haddock fillets, in each bag okay. and and for that what i would do for a really simple fish to keep the integrity in a pan bit of milk salt and pepper and and kind of fresh fish it's, it's the least you do to it really in a way it that's is. why you know i'm, I'm lost the recipes in some ways or under a grill with a knob of butter and salt and pepper it, it's lovely then you can kind of Fancy fire. There was, I remember that, that lovely fishmonger, well, there's several near you in Shields, Kingy, but there's a, a fellow that only sold filleted fish because he wanted to make it easy for the customer. Yeah. That, that was I'm his nice. like USB, you know, his unique yeah. selling point was the fact everything was filleted and kind of done for you. But then if you asked him, well, as I said, his, his fish, you've got the fillets, poach it, fry it, or batter it, you know, mm-hmm. just flour, batter, or I- indeed, Simplest thing is just put in seasoned flour, dipping egg and
2: breadcrumbs and fry that. Panned, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, and, 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 and steaming it as well, if you've got a, if you've got a steamer, I, I, I mean, honestly, just keep it as simple as you can, because what you want to do, particularly with fish, and you can do like, you know, a beautiful um, beurre noisette or a cape of butter or, you know, there's lots and lots of little accoutrements, Bit tart, a homemade tartar sauce, pretty easy to make. Um, you know all of those things, but fundamentally the integrity of the fish, as Dave says, it's got to be fresh. Try and 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 have a chat with your fishmongers. Yeah, everybody's got one, and if you haven't got one, you can get you can get it online and delivered the following yeah. day. So, all of that, you know, give it a go, man. Shellfish and fish, brilliant.
0: Do you yes. know what shellfish? I think lots of people get quite scared of shellfish. If you're not a, you're not great at it. And I, I, I love doing mussels. Apart from the de-bearding or that business, but it takes a bit of time. It is actually really, really quick and easy to do. It is. amazing yes. mussels, and it, it looks is. so incredible on the table. And it's mm. and you have it lovely bread and lovely sauces. So I, for years, was a bit scared of that. My dad used to be brilliant at them, and then now I love it. It's they're really easy.
1: Oh yeah, it's so easy, but I, it's. No, I think seafood is like King was saying online. The problem I have with a lot of supermarket fish is I've been let down so many times. And it's not a question of how good or bad a cook you are. The produce isn't fresh and there's nothing on earth you can do to make it taste good. Um, And some of the the good fishmongers online, yes, it's frozen, but it it works because it's frozen quickly. Um, And actually, and there's some that I use as well, Um, the the fish comes prepared and portioned. You know, I think a lot of people are frightened of buying a fish with the guts and head and tail and everything. Um, That's a different thing. But then on on Saturday Kitchen this week, Ching He Wah, she did a whole sea bass steamed, like King said, in a Chinese steamer Mm. on top of a saucepan. Oh man, it it looks so good. It was a good sea bass, a treat. We feed four people, simple as anything. Curl it round, put it in a steamer. She used a bowl actually, but you could use the bamboo steamers. But bread, bread's so easy. Start with a basic white loaf, as the recipe is in our Brilliant Bakes, our new book, still available and out this Christmas. Yeah. But a simple white loaf, you've got flour, salt, yeast, can be dried yeast, water. You will end up with a loaf and take your time with it. You know, the longer it takes to rise, the slower, the better. Um, Bread is so easy. I mean, every household pre-Industrial Revolution used to make its own bread. The idea of buying bread didn't exist before the Industrial Revolution, but everybody made, made their own. Honestly, it's so easy, it's so satisfying. And it's one of the most irresistible things I think you can
2: cook when you get oh. it out of the oven. That smell. Oh. Oh. So, uh, the, uh, the smell's just epic. I've stopped buying bread because it doesn't agree with me. And and, and what doesn't agree with me is, that, is they use fast Acting yeast, and there's something in that. There's an accelerant in that that really causes me no, no. end of bother, and people around me too. Uh, it's not a pleasant
0: experience.
2: Um So I I, 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 really have had to stop, had to stop it, and I, I, I just make my own bread. And with bread, it's it's alchemy as well, isn't it, Dave? It's mm. it's that you know you got to follow your recipe, but as Dave says, really simple, and then you can add bits. I add sunflower seeds. I add yeah. all sorts of stuff. Um, pumpkin seed. I add if I want a little bit chewy, I'll add a little bit of olive oil, and you know, just to change the texture up a little bit. And and um, and I, I I I love it. And, and yeah. it's it's simple. And it's, I mean, it takes me two days because I have a sourdough culture that I do, it, but that's a different matter entirely. Simple yeah. bread is just yeah. start, brilliant. Start off with your white
1: bread. Yeah. Base or basic, it's like sometimes as well. Uh, wholemeal bread can be quite cakey and heavy when you make it at home. Mm. But yeah. if you do 50% wholemeal, 50% white, it's going to be good. So at this point, you've, you've got your basic you know, flour, salt, and yeast and water. Once that's doubled in size, you know it's alive and you've made bread. Then you can start putting your bits into it. I remember years ago when I was, I was barely out my teens, one of the first breads I made. Um, was cheese and bacon bread. So I did crispy bacon bits and cheddar cheese. That was into my basic white bread and fold it in before your final rise, Oh, it was good with butter toasted. <laughs> then I used to get a can of tomatoes. And instead of using the water with the yeast, I put tomatoes, uh, a can of tomatoes, but warm, just slowly warm so I activate the yeast. And then put some black olives in and make tomato and olive bread. Exactly. And you get this wonderful red loaf. And that one, I remember, with the fried egg on top for breakfast, was superb. <laughs> um, but basically, it's, it's those little building blocks that, that turn you into she- I mean, all your basic white bread, put it into rolls, a bit of salt and rosemary. Then all of a sudden, you've got these lovely little dinner rolls, fresh. Um, yeah, you,
0: you guys, make it, I, you know, I, I did the classic lockdown. I started making my own bread in lockdown. Yes. But I, I'm obviously like the, the listeners, I'm layman. So I did the basic white loaf. Um, loved it. I think I made one every Saturday morning. It was gone by the moment it came out of the oven. I mean, the whole family comes down. They eat the lot because it smells so damn good. I hadn't got time to make another one. But I think I was about six loaves in and I was the career changing moment. That's it. That's it. I'm giving up. I'm going to be a baker. I'm (laughs) going to be a bakery. My God, that's it. It's 162 bakeries. I mean, they can all come to me. But I'd only ever, ever made that one white loaf. But I then started experimenting and doing... The shape. I haven't gone down the flavour route, but I went down the shape. And it is... It's. I find it so therapeutic. Saturday morning, up, uh, you need to let it rise, and by 10.30, 11am, this amazing smell is going round your house. All the family gather around, and it gets devoured with whatever toppings, savoury or sweet. It is... I think I, I actually love it like therapy. I love making bread.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not against a bread machine either. I think that in, in the real mm-hmm. world, they can work very well. Mm-hmm. I had a mate of mine who... He he was a a sound man who was called Rudy Buckle. Sounds like a porn star, but he wasn't. He was a sound recordist, a lovely fella, Rudy Buckle, Dutch origins. Anyway, what he did was he he had his bread machine next to the cooker at home. Now, Rudy always left for work before his family were up. But he had a timer on this bread. He had like water bottles that were cut down, several of them. So it's like there was one for flour. We knew that was the right measurement of flour. So all he had to do at night before he went to bed, scoop the flour, scoop it off. Bung it in, so they're all set up, and then he set the timer on his bread machine. And his gift to the family was that every morning, let's say half past seven when they woke up, there was a fresh loaf to remind oh, them that dad that's... dad had gone to work. And uh, but he was so organised, like the flour bin, everything by the cooker. So before he went to bed, it literally was five actions mm. into that machine, press the buttons, bang, and his family had fresh bread every morning. And that was just <laughs> little. I thought. That's class. Mm, Um, Class.
3: Nice. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, Hayley, we're all very hungry now, and uh, you have got a a couple of really good ideas for bread and fish, but do remember that the uh, Brilliant Bakes book is probably a very good place to start. Food makes everything better. Okay, it's time for a better bit of batter. This comes from Sarah, and this is also related to uh, Go Local and your sweet and spicy sticky tofu recipe. Uh, It says, Hello fellas, I made your sweet and spicy sticky tofu recipe today but had a problem with the batter to coat the tofu. It came out as a paste. The sticky sauce is delicious but any idea what might have gone wrong with my batter? Asks Sarah. And the reason I put this one in is we had quite a lot of correspondence about this recipe so it's also available right now thanks to Barry on the Harry Bikers website, harrybikers.com all yours
0: i do remember watching it thinking brilliant lovely it did look quite a thick paste when you were doing it but you didn't it, put that much on it was quite glo- if i remember it was quite a gloopy one but it's it um, was and,
2: and and i think i think uh, what i because I, I think i cooked it off actually i think dave did the prep of it and did yeah. the sauce and i yeah. cooked i cooked the batter off and i and what you have to do which is in the recipe as well, is that you've got to keep the you've got to keep the batter moving. So because obviously what it will settle, it will settle to a really thick, gloopy paste. So you've just got to keep it moving um, just with a fork and then and then and put your tofu in it and then keep it moving again and then batter some more tofu and keep it moving. So I think that's might what have gone wrong.
1: Yeah, you've got to get your temperature right as well. That's important Um, too, you know, and make sure that the batter is not too thick. Because it's not really a batter as such, is it?
2: No, it's a uh, it, it's got
1: corn flour, soy sauce, oil, mm-hmm. that's and it. that's it. It's a coating. I think to mm-hmm. describe it as a batter, I don't know if we described it as a batter. Um, it's it more a coating, um, and I'd keep it quite frugal. Uh, but it certainly was one of those things that made the tofu come to life. You
2: know, um, I, think I remember that. We're really quite proud of it, actually. Yeah, it was, and it was flip and tasty. Yeah. yeah. I, the the only thing that I can think of is you've got to keep that, you've got to keep the coating moving. I remember, I remember putting the pieces of tofu. I didn't overcrowd the, uh, the, the bowl.
1: Um, yeah. Well, maybe the, the recipe says actually cut the tofu into two centimetre cubes, place the cornflower flour sauce of snarl in a bowl and mix well to create a batter. Add the tofu cubes and stir until coated in the batter. Yeah. Well, yeah, that could be... I wouldn't really want to bung all the tofu cubes in. No, definitely not. Do you know what I I mean? You'd want to kind of take it quite easy. Um, Maybe that's the thing. Because it's only one to two minutes to cook the tofu. Um, And what's the temperature of the oil, mate? Was it 180? I think I seem to remember. It's in a medium-high heat. It's quite hot. So you want to seal that batter quickly. Yeah. Um, And until golden brown and crispy all over. Aye because it did go mega crispy. Yeah, yeah, it worked. it worked. I mean, all our recipes work or else we well, don't publish them.
0: It definitely worked because I've also had emails from people saying how great the tofu was. Oh, and I think mm. it's actually, and also pronouncing, I never going to have to pronounce it, tofu, tofu. But um, it's, uh, yeah, people have really picked up on that recipe. So I think it has worked for whatever the recipe is. It has worked for quite a few others. So I don't know why that lady's one is quite so thick. But just, yeah.
2: just give it another, give it another try. Double check your ingredient list, yeah. and just make sure that you've got the measurements absolutely spot on because that is key. Too much oil, and it's it 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 just falls off the tofu. Too little, you'd rather have too little than too much. So yeah, it's it quite,
1: is, it's quite a clever little batter. Should we call it, it a is, batter? Yeah, it is, yeah, because the soy, the batter season with the soy, so good, and, and the oil, and and like cornflour is traditionally like for making crispy stuff, you know, like tempura batter. Funny enough, we were talking about my tea last night with the with Dover salt. I, I actually cheated, because when I cleaned my cupboard out, I found a tempura batter mix.
0: <laughs>
1: and I used that. And it was like, nah, it was like chip shop batter. It was okay, but it wasn't what I wanted. When I had my own tempura batter, with just some corn flour, ordinary flour, salt and spark, cold, sparkly mineral water. And it it barely coats, proper tempura, barely coats what you're meant to be frying. It's like a thin shell, a skin. And and I got to, I served it up last night for tea and Lil looked at it and and I thought, I'm not gonna say anything. Uh, She said, you've changed the recipe. I thought, "Uh, yeah, all right. I've done what everybody does. You find it at the bottom of the cupboard and have a go. And actually I should have stuck to our own Kingy, it was better.
3: If you've got problems, you'll be fine. Just drop the Agony Uncles a line. It's time for our next problem. It's called My Husband is a Child. And for this, we need one male and one female name. And so, with the breaking tradition, I think we're going to ask Tash for both oh. a male <laughs> and a female name. Outrageous. Outrageous. I mean, I was
0: sitting there really smug going, well, male and female, no. Dave, so I'm male come female, on, please. Come on, no, come no, on. No, no. Right, right, so what have we
3: got? What have we got? Come
0: on, let's do this. Go. Let's do this. Jeremiah.
3: <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> it is, yes, right. Okay, Jeremiah.
0: <laughs> and Josie. Jeremiah, <laughs> Jeremiah and, and Josie. Josie. <sighs> there we go.
1: I dread to think what your children are called.
0: Well, I, you want the real story? When I was about 14, I was right, twerp. And I remember going, I'm going to call my children trouser press and flower pot, <laughs> which I believed I would <laughs> for years. Because I truly believed that I didn't understand why we just have had the connotation of a table's a table. You know, it just, the personality brings out. Oh, yeah i mean what a load of bollocks i mean basically i had my children and thought no i'll call them lovely names right. you know, down the family line and Jesus. although my young my youngest has got is he my youngest is called rockley oh. and that is quite a quirky name but um uh, oh, she's only- as bad as gwyneth, gwyneth
1: paltrow is she, <laughs> Isn't she? hello no, i'm, I'm just gonna call my apple. youngest apple
3: uh, <laughs> that's uh,
0: ridiculous trouser press is oh. a
3: fine name though <laughs> trouser press, trouser press yeah? would go far <laughs> Wouldn't yes they? Well, listen. We're, yes. g- we're going to stick House with presses. a rather biblical sounding, a sort of Jeremiah and Josie, which sounds like a kids' book for <laughs> Jehovah's Witnesses. But we're going to go with this, <laughs> dear, dear uncle. And this is interesting, actually, because the, the ladies—I can't do the lady's real name, but uh, who's written in. But uh, she's written us at the top. So it says, dear Uncle Si, Uncle Dave, and Aunt Tasha. <laughs>
0: Oh, God. i older by the week, wouldn't I?
3: This comes from Josie, who says, Please help me. I'm a 41-year-old mother of three biological children, and I also have an adult stepchild who answers to the name of husband. <laughs>
2: Answers to the name of husband. I like this woman already. That's hilarious.
3: (laughs) To say that he's rubbish at helping around the house is an insult to rubbish. I'm very lucky in that he's great with the kids, but only because he's one himself. When it comes to the grown-up stuff, he's utterly useless. I work full-time, as does he, and so we share tasks. One of his responsibilities is to make sure that we don't run out of essential stuff, like loo roll and nappies. We're always out of loo roll and nappies, but never out of beer or peanuts. I find empty bottles in the fridge. Orange juice, milk, none in the bottle, but the bottles are in the fridge. He forgets Valentine's Day, my birthday, our wedding anniversary, yet he has no trouble remembering every player's name from the Wrexham team that beat Arsenal in the FA Cup a few years ago. He still (laughs) reads Viz, he finds farts funny, and don't get me started on the toilet seat being left up. He's really sweet and I love him loads, but he drives me utterly mad. Isn't there some sort of training school I can send him to? Asks Josie. Over to you.
0: Sounds like a normal man, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> I, I beg, beg your
3: pardon.
2: <laughs> I, I was talking about this to a mate of mine the other day, uh, Nikki and uh, Nikki was saying, she was, you see, the thing is that, like, men like doing the stuff that they like, and they're not very good at doing the stuff that they don't like. <laughs> and I was like, well, what do you mean? She said, well, you know, like, the humdrum stuff, like, Men are great to take great with the kids because you know fundamentally is Nicky you were saying like you know the kids mm. so if they want to go swimming that's great they'll do take them swimming and they but if if taking them to the doctors or something that they don't or, you know or, or you know get, 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 sitting in front of the teachers at school and stuff like that they're a bit like they're a bit pants at and if and I was saying this well right, okay. Um,
1: Yeah, but I don't think it's solely confined to men.
2: I don't either, I don't. I think
1: that, you know, in some relationships it can be the other way around as well, you know, whereas the the lady is the one who's off doing her things, painting her nails 24-7. And that's not my missus. She'd kill me. (laughs) But I know some people there where it's like, you know, the bloke's busting his bits off and she's doing the nails and the hair thing and saving yeah. up for the Botox lips. No, it's not confined. It's just a it's people thing. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I agree. I'm going to be very careful what I say on this, this, this problem. Um
1: what is your I, husband like that, Tash?
0: I, I, I have a very, um, I knew what I married when I married him. Um, <laughs> <so> <laughs> yes, then. It's fine. Completely, um, traditional 1950s-style relationship I've had. But at the same time, I've welcomed it. You know, i was very, very lucky to be able to stay at home and have my kids when they were very little. And it, he allowed me to do that. Not allowed me, but, you know, we, we financially could afford to do that. That was very lucky. Um, and, um, but I wanted a career still, and he was welcome. You know, he was open to me having my career. But fundamentally, I did jump into the role of... Oh, love my husband have the house nice and the food ready for him when he came home and it was tidy and the kids were all bathed and ready for bed and and I loved it. I absolutely love 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 being a mother. And but I created it, but I think I also created the monster in enabling my husband to to come home and find his food and the kitchen nice and clean and the bathroom done and the doctor's appointments booked and I sort of relished that role. But as the years go on, that role and a career is tricky to to manage um covid was very good for that relationship i would say because you could see how much everyone puts into the relationship rather than somebody going out to work and coming home to it so um but my husband is nicknamed chief executive of toothpaste (laughs) in our house and he actually last night confessed to his errors how he's been slacking and should really be at a tribunal at this point because we haven't had the right amount of toothpaste in our house for a long time Mm -hmm. and i've had to pick up the slack (laughs) um but 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 i have to say like josie i he He's the most incredible father. Um, you know, he's an amazing dad, but in lots of other ways, just than playing with them, don't get me wrong. If someone hasn't changed and you, you, you're kind and... I could talk quite a lot about it, I think. But yeah, I'm not complaining at all. I do complain when the toothpaste runs out. Um, I think you give and take. And I think it's a part of somebody I wanted to be. It was to create a, a loving, a ho- open home where I cooked. And I, I, yeah, I slightly fell into the 1950s thing. I think, but I, I'm not complaining. Well, I
2: don't I don't think there's anything wrong with defined roles if if both are in agreement and both do what the definition of the roles are. I think it causes less confusion that way. Um, I, 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 you know, I think that that's fair enough. Um, yeah.
0: My, I, do, I do moan. You well, know, oh, yeah, I mean, everybody
2: brain. has a moan, don't they? Yeah. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah,
1: I do moan. Yeah, I, I tend to be kind of quite picky and tidy. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm the one who would never, ever leave the toilet seat up. Oh, never. Ever. But, you know, maybe my other half might, hmm. but I just, and I'll, and I'll slam it down and make a noise, you know, but but the defined roles in the household, you see, I I, I refer to as the Minister of Finance. I'll leave that <laughs> stuff to her. But there again, I, you know, I we split our money, so it's 50-50 work on the workload, isn't it? You know what I mean? And that, that, that works very well. Um, but yeah, no, but, I, but like for things like the toothpaste thing, why don't you just do what we do? I just buy in bulk, mm. you know? Yeah. I've got to tell me, I'll, I'll get it online because I've, I've well, since this cancer thing, everything I want is organic and free of this, that and the other. So yeah. I get like a dozen tubes in and then we we'll never run out. Do you know what I mean? It's great.
0: Bog rolls,
1: buy in bulk.
0: Yeah, he actually confessed that was the issue because we're Costco members. Mm -hmm. Um, So you end up buying, you know, 400 loo rolls at one go and you don't know where to store them. You're kind of sitting on them like they're on your sofa. Um, (laughs) We also bought, bulk bought toothpaste. And he was chuffed to bits to be in Costco going, look at my job now. I've bulk bought the toothpaste. But then he's relied on that for months. And then suddenly the bulk does run out. It does run dry. Mm -hmm. And he's like, but surely we bought... 400 toothpaste last time and I was like yeah four years ago we start we do need to clean our teeth still now so and then we end up in the corner shop really expensive ones that are too small or the travel one you got in the hotel <laughs> and all rubbish but I'm, I'm a real stickler I won't buy it I'll let it run out I'll let it run dry oh, so the jobs in the house
1: <laughs> yeah you know, I, I love Costco I, I, I was a Costco victim though I'd go to bulk buy me toothpaste but unfortunately I suppose I fell into Jeremiah's role. A bulk bought beer, and um, I ended up buying all those bar snacks like you see in pubs. I remember coming back with three cards of scampy fries.
2: Uh, it's mint in it. I yeah. it's great. you go to your shopping and you end up with a canoe. I love it. It's just it. like, oh, get in. I didn't want this, but I'm glad I've got it. I think
0: your friends of ours are hysterical. You go around for dinner. And you literally open a cupboard, and it's like there there are like thirty pots of coffee. There's thirty um, you know sushi packets or whatever, or bread rolls bake in the oven. And then suddenly they go. And we've got the hot tub, the, the ping pong machine. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we got a tent. Do you want
2: to, you want to lend me tent? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I I bought some. Uh, I, I, I too. I, I too. I'm a Costco fan, and um and I bought this. Uh, I don't even know why. You know the Chinese crackers that you get, like, you know. but Fortune got, cookies. They're like, Yeah, No, the, the, they're like the rice crackers and they're all yeah, mixed yeah. in one. And then there's wasabi peanuts in there yes, as well oh and all my, that. you like, nice. this all mixed in. I
0: have got them
2: here. Honestly, girl, honestly I, I bought this jar of it and, and I thought, and it doesn't look that much in the shop, does it? Because the thing with Costco is what you've got to remember is <laughs> everything's scaled up, right? <laughs> yeah. So I got this thing home and I thought, oh, that. Honestly, I've had it for about four months, and I'm still not finished it. And I'm, and I'm, and I, I did try to make a concerted effort. It's like it's the end. It's 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 an endless pot of. Nibbity well, things.
0: You say that though. But on the other hand, what's so scary is I love the um, chocolate covered raisins that come in this giant jar. And like you're saying, you think, you know, that's not, but then you eat the whole lot in the next few days. <laughs> 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 and you suddenly realize your hand's been in that pot, you could never finish. Yeah. And then it finishes. or and then the, you feel the, guilty.
1: Oh, the one I had that I couldn't, I could never get through was uh, in Barrow up, up there. We didn't have um, Costco, we had Booker's. And oh, yeah. Booker's was saying, but you had to be affiliated to a business. Well, anyway, my friend Tuck, who had the Thai food store on the market, she she got me a card. But what happens is when you check in, it comes up on a television screen. Now, obviously, I, I, you know, people knew me in the town because of seeing me on the telly, but obviously when I walked in there, I used to come up as Tuck's Thai foods. And It's like... I don't know, the people look at me, I'm going... Well, you know, you <laughs> may, but when I came back, I thought the best thing, you know the towels that you get in Chinese restaurants to wipe your hands in the polythene bags?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. I
1: bought like 500 of those. I couldn't, <laughs> you know, you microwave them. So <laughs> everybody, everybody would come round. For the first couple of times, I thought I was dead clever. I got my hot towels out at the end of dinner. But at the end of like the third time, it's like, oh, what am I going to do with this? Every, it's just crap, <laughs> you know, and, and disastrous for the planet and everything, you never ticked any boxes other than... A bit of a novelty but um, oh
2: epic I um, mean I think characters like us should definitely not be let loose in places like that <laughs> yes <laughs> so the moral of this tale is Josie never let
1: Jeremiah go to Costco bookers or any of their derivatives because he's only going to be indulging his passion exactly if he do panini stickers as well for his football you then you're completely
3: knackered well if you're down hey, if you're, if you're down, down now don't get drunk don't get drunk send an email Just send an email the Um, to to the agony, uncles okay it's time to head to confidential corner and this is called my other half's other life Uh, we need for this two ladies names and one male name so uncle dave could you give us two female names and uncle si one male name thank you kathy and katrina rob and rob all right this comes from kathy who says dear Harry bikers just a quick question should I be worried? She has put some more detail, yes. luckily.
0: Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think the world's ending, stop.
3: <laughs> I've got quite a good job, says Kathy, but it does mean I have to work away quite a lot. My partner, Rob, is fine about this, as it means we have a very fortunate lifestyle, so he stays at home where he works. This means I'm probably away for about 10 days a month. Your podcasts actually help pass the traveling time, so thank you very much for those. A few months ago, my best friend, Katrina, sadly split from her husband and now lives alone. I asked Rob to go and look in on her to make sure she was okay, as I was worried about her and I was really pleased when he said he'd been over. Since then, though, whenever I go away, he and Katrina tend to arrange to meet up. He's taken her bowling once, and she sometimes cooks dinner and brings it over to our house for them to eat together. Now, Rob always tells me what he's doing with her, and she's never stopped over or anything like that. But when I called him last night, he said Katrina had been round and bought him a nice shirt and some new shoes he'd been after, quite expensive ones too, and has booked a meal at a really lovely restaurant to treat him and say thank you for helping her through a really difficult time she hasn't invited me though or asked me about it and it's just made me feel a bit odd now i must say that rob hasn't changed nor has katrina they're both the same to me as they ever were but i'm feeling a bit weird about the time they spend together should i be worried or is this just all in my head asks kathy over to you
2: well do you know what it'll be interesting to see what happens after dinner after the dinner and see if that because you know he's had a through a rough time the friends the three of them so, yeah, if it continues in that vein—buying presents, going out for dinner, all that sort of stuff—I think that she just needs to put her boundaries down and say, "Look, actually, yeah. I'm feeling a bit uncomfortable with this." It's all about it. All of these confidential corners, really. It's about communication. It's about talking about <clears throat> it, isn't it? That's that's what. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, I, I'd, yeah, I'd, yeah, I, I, I'd, I'd feel pretty uncomfortable about that. I think as well. That's yeah right. I think it's, you know I think we must remember
1: it is possible for a, a man and a woman to be friends Absolutely. without having to do yeah. thingy and the yes. thing is if you know Rob's kind of on his own at times well it makes sense for him to have a life you know when she's away working and, and I'm sure you know it's like when, when I've been away working for months on end you know if if Lil you know had a mate round male or female I, I wouldn't be concerned sure. you know because you it's kind of when Once you, when you start getting concerned, you know there's something wrong, fundamentally wrong. You shouldn't even have to think like that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that there, there are boundaries. As Kingy said, that that word's a good one. There's boundaries, there's lines. And if um... that line's being crossed, you know, maybe she should have a word with Katrina. Just say, hey, up, are you after my husband? Say it in a half-joking way and see what happens.
0: Yeah. I wonder, though, I think it was the present giving, I think it sounds like... It's been pretty chilled she's been open and honest they know where they're going she's away they're friends together I possibly think yeah. buying a shirt and a shoes means they've had a conversation about what he might like and and the fact that yeah uh, they haven't thought about the pattern that maybe buying a present might seem a bit too forward so I can see I can see where her suspicion has come from I think that present would tip you over slightly um, mm. to thinking it's a bit too personal. So I think you're both absolutely right. You've got to have the conversation with one or both of them. Um, just to say it may be me being a bit mad. Or well, I think I think she she's it with her husband first and just say, look, yes. you know, I, I feel a bit uncomfortable she's buying you presents and going out to dinner when I'm around just to thank you because I, I, I've been totally fine with it up until this point, but it does seem a bit personal. If she doesn't say how she's feeling, then, you know, she's going to harbour her, you know, resentment, isn't she? And she's going to imagine it in her head when it could well be very innocent. But um I do I do support her. I think that's suspicious
2: present line. I think I, I I mean I think that probably they haven't acted upon anything, but as Dave says, no. you know, we you know, it is possible for I, I I have a very close friend that's a woman. Um and and it it you know, it, it's fine. It you know, there's no there's no other agenda other than friendship. But I think that that, yeah, it. I, I think that potentially, unless she says something, it could have, it it. Yeah, it could jog on. I wouldn't worry too much
1: about the dinner, to be fair, because no. you know, if if your other half's away, it doesn't mean you've got to stay in all yeah, the time. Really and if they're both on their own, then you know, it's like. You know, I'd, I'd be very happy that they're having some kind of social life. The present thing's a bit more kind of personal. Yeah, that's isn't it. it. Yeah, that's, yeah it. Um, that's it. Bang on. Especially yeah. with and clothing and that. It's, it's not like a, yeah. a box of chocolates or a, you know, or a case of <laughs> or some scampy fries. No, it's a no. shirt
0: and a pair of shoes. That means she knows his sizes. It just seems more personal. That's the problem. You're right. A box of chocolates and a bunch of flowers. Thank you for being so kind to me. One thing. But knowing your collar size. You know, I'm thinking, I I don't know. But he he could be innocent in all this. He could just have been doing a good, you know, he's being a nice friend, wife's friend while she's away, all great. He could be utterly oblivious. This could be her and the gift giving, you know, she's maybe getting the wrong messages or getting too keen. He's being very open, isn't he? Because he's saying that's what she's doing and we're going to do, he's not hiding anything, is he?
1: No, No, and they're open.
2: Well,
0: so far they're open.
1: Yeah.
0: I think,
2: yeah, oh, I, yeah, it's the conversation. I, I don't think she has any, yeah. I mean, look, if she's feeling concerned and she's feeling weird, that's 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 real to her, isn't it? Absolutely. So you have to, you have to, yeah. You, like, you kind of, as you were saying before, and Dave, uh, you kind of just sit on that. You've got to act upon it and just go, hey, I'm just finding I'm, this is weirding me out a little bit. Um, I'm not, I'm not, yeah. Can you just,
1: yeah. I think the first stop's got to be Rob, hasn't it? Speak to Rob first, and just go.
2: Is "Is, is she getting
1: carried away? Do you know what I mean? Is it all getting a bit much? What's um, what's going on, like? And he can either put her mind at rest, or maybe Rob finds it quite, you know, getting a bit uncomfortable as well.
2: I would, I would be. Yeah, Yeah, I would too. I would too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think bottom line is we could be the new BT advert. Didn't they used to say on the BT advert, um, it's good to talk?
2: Isn't that what they used to <laughs> oh, yeah. so say? And
0: I think we're just saying every time we get to this, just talk. If you don't say yeah. it out loud, it gets all caught up in your own head and you know things get blown out of proportion. Yeah. Just try have a conversation.
2: Yeah, and if you have a propensity to, to be in your head, then it, it, yeah it, it's not really not healthy. you just got to get it out and just have the conversation. And on the other hand, Rob's got nice new shoes and a shirt.
1: <laughs> so, do you know do what I mean? He... Smashing
2: that. So what he does is he puts his nice new shirt on and his shoes and takes his wife out <laughs> for dinner. Yes. <laughs> you can yes.
1: see it now, can't you? So are those those shoes that Katrina bought you then? Yes. <laughs> oh, look, yes,
2: love. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, but I like them. No, <laughs> I've wanted these them. for ages. <laughs> I never want to see these again. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> Do I have to take them off, <laughs> like, in the restaurant?
3: <laughs> if your life's in a the mess, then the email address is theagonyunclesatthehairybikes.co.uk. Yeah.
2: As always, we send our thanks to you for listening to us and for sending us in your lovely thoughts, comments, problems, and conundrums.
1: Remember, the email address to send us your problems to is agonyuncles at thehairybikers.co.uk. That's agonyuncles at thehairybikers.co.uk.
2: We'll have new episodes for you every Friday. Uh, You can always rely on the Agony Uncles podcasts for a little weekend-like relief. Just follow and subscribe to make sure you don't miss a single one. So, from Pish-tash, I mean (laughs) Posh-tash... (laughs)
1: <laughs> I said that on purpose, just to be provocative. So, from Poshtash.
0: Goodbye.
1: The Thin White Joke.
3: Well, goodbye.
1: And from us... Yeah, bye-bye, everybody. Bye, safe, safe.